Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi, pals. That's a Christmas opening that you're not going to hear until after Christmas. So sucks to suck when it comes to my planning. Um, Anyway, I hope you are having an amazing day so far. It is currently December 23rd, so I am wrapping up a few last things, which includes this podcast, before I take off for Christmas, for Christmas Eve and Christmas, and then it falls on a weekend, which is awesome, so we get the weekend too. I love that Christmas is falling on a Friday. I feel like that setup where you have like Christmas Eve and then Christmas on Friday and then the weekend is could not be better. So I'm really excited about that. And I thought since this is the last podcast that I will be sharing in the year 2020, I thought I would share some reflection and um, a peek behind the curtain into my my business in terms of some numbers, which I don't, I share from time to time and I, you know, I, I shout it out a little bit in some content, but I don't really go into depth. And if any of you are like me, you get motivated by numbers. You get excited to hear about other people, you know, what they're doing. And I, I love like my favorite podcast to listen to, or my favorite posts to read on Instagram or anything are the posts where an entrepreneur is is sharing, you know, the the incredible year that they had and how they did it. Because I look up to them and if they can do it, that means I can do it and the fact that they're peeling back that curtain and saying, "Hey, this is what I did. This is what I did well. This is what I could have improved on." It kind of it's like free coaching. So, I thought that that would be a really cool idea and it made a ton of sense to do that for this episode versus my previous idea which was to finish off um, the rest of you all's questions that you submitted for me to answer. I was going to do that this week, but then I said, you know what, let's do a yearly recap and we can get into some actual juicy stuff. We can get to the questions later on. All right, so uh, let's see, where shall we start? start. I guess let's start with 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 a recap, kind of a an overview of my 2020 in terms just black and white numbers. So this year it looks like I'm going to hit about $290,000 in revenue for my business. Now the year ain't over yet. You know, things can still pop off. We still have seven, eight days left in the year. So I'm sure some sales, I mean, I know sales will come in. I don't know how much more significantly that number is going to move, but let's just call it 290. Now, in comparison to my last year, I did, I think, oh gosh, I meant to look actually before I was recording. I want to say it was 192 last year. So I did just about 100K more in revenue this year than I did last year, which, hell yeah, right? Like that's 
I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. I'm definitely celebrating this. But let me just tell you, my money goal for this year was 300K. And to hit 10K under that is borderline maddening for me. And the reason why is because I could have done so much more. And we're going to get into that. I'm going to I'm going to start this podcast off or in just a second, we'll talk about the things that I, I did poorly and, you know, the things that I know I could have improved on. And then we'll get into the things that I did well and on a good note. But as you're about to hear, I, if I had just been a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more strategic, I would have not only hit 300K, I would have surpassed it by so much more. I know that. So it's just, you know, I, again, proud of myself, so thankful, so proud of what I've created, you know, duh, but, but it's like, dang, you know, I need, I need to get my act together. And, and there's a lot that I need to improve on, which we're going to get to. And it's just good to have this moment of, of pure reflection and honesty with myself. And we should all do this. Like, Hey, you know, it, we slacked a little bit, and that's on us. There's nobody else to blame but myself. So, but hey, maybe maybe I'll get a crazy idea to launch something before the end of the year. Who knows? Anyway, if anybody wants to hire me for 10K, <laughs> if anybody wants to hire me for 10K uh, by the end of the year, reach out to me immediately. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, yeah, the I, I did well. I'm really thankful. Um hit multiple six figures again. Very, very cool. Yay. Now, the crazy part of being an entrepreneur, and I know a lot of you listening, you know this. Months, that's not like steady income, right? Like I'm not making a salary here. This is like purely on me. What I decide to launch and put out there dictates my revenue. And I was looking at my PayPal, which is where 95% of my sales come in and, and I was, you can scroll through the months in PayPal to see like what I did each month. And let me tell you, this is so crazy. And this is going to give you some insight into how bad I slacked during part of this year. And you guys, you know, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it very honest and real with you, but this is embarrassing. So my highest month this month was my I'm sorry, my highest revenue month this year was actually this month, December, which currently it's at 38K for the month, which is awesome. That's the most revenue. Mm, no, is that the most revenue I've done in the month? I can't know because it was payment plan whenever I did the 50K launches. So no. Okay, yes, this is my highest revenue month so far that I've ever had, which is something to celebrate for sure. Um, Last January, January 2020 came in second. That was at 36K. But get this, my lowest revenue month this month was, wait for it, $3,000. It was like three and some change. Whew. And I know some of you might be listening and be like, that's maybe that's what you're making currently. Or dang, I would I would love to make three thousand in my business. Yeah, like absolutely. And hey, I'll take like I needed that, right? But 
just to put this in perspective, after that, my income didn't dip for any month past or lower than 15K. Like I, I typically stay around the 15 to 20K mark on average. Um, so to have a 3K month, like I was asleep behind the wheel. I, I, I know what was going on during that time and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to share with you and be honest about like why that happened because I was super, super burnt out that month. There was a lot going on, um, so I'll get into that, but I just wanted to give you a perspective of like, this is what it looks like, the life of an entrepreneur. Your business doesn't work unless you work it, and um, obviously that can change when you start hiring a team and you add support, which is something that I also should have done, but but yeah, so crazy, crazy roller coaster of income months, but overall couldn't be more thankful for, for what we've done and the impact that I've been able to make and the women that I've been able to work with this year in the different businesses, it has been absolutely incredible. So let's start with the things that I did poorly, the things that moving into 2021, I will be improving upon. We'll start with a negative, we'll end with a positive. So first things first, I went into 2020 like most people listening right now with a plan, right? Like this is my year. I felt very much how I feel right now. I had prior to the new year in 2020, I sat down with Caitlin who does this podcast because she's really good at business strategy. And we strategized over my business and we set for the whole year, okay, this is what I'm going to be launching. These are the things I'm going to be promoting. And I literally went into 2020 with a beautiful mapped out plan of exactly what I was going to do. And then COVID happened, but that's only half of the truth because truth be told, I would have, I would have totally screwed up the plan anyway, because if I've learned anything about myself as an entrepreneur, I like to launch inspiredly. <laughs> That's not a word, but I like to launch things that inspire me at the time. And anyway, and maybe that might change over time. I don't know, but I like to be flexible and I like to launch things that I want to launch. And a lot of that is based on the feedback and suggestions that I get from you. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing that I feel that way. Or if you're listening to this and you're a business owner and you feel the same way, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because I, I did great. And many people, I know many entrepreneurs who make seven, eight figures and they launch whatever the F they want to launch whenever they want to. But Overall, I think you can do a much better job with your overall strategy and um, creating the right funnels and and going bigger with certain launches. Anyway, you should still have a loose plan that you stick to. And basically, once COVID came along, my plan was out the window, which ended up being a positive for me too. And I'll, I'll talk more about that here in just a minute. But overall, the theme of the year for me was poor planning, straight up. Poor planning, decent execution, but it could have been a lot better if, if I had improved on planning. 
So anyway, that was how we entered the year for the most part. Now, the second thing that I did poorly that I regret doing is also COVID related. So when COVID came around and we all were like, what on earth is happening? This is the first quarantine time. This is right when people were getting furloughed and, you know, it just, the crisis hit for all of us. During that time, I was planning on, I don't know what I was planning to do, but I I was inspired to create a workshop sharing basically how to do exactly what I do. I wanted to create a workshop teaching people how to create their own online product or service, or more so service, right? Like, I guess it could be considered a product too, but like your own workshop or your own mastermind, some sort of online offer. I was going to teach basically everything from ideation to creation to launch. And I called it the money making machine workshop. And let me tell you something. <laughs> the only, okay, here's, here's what ended up happening. I was inspired to create that because, as we know, we were all in this situation where you know many people who had jobs that were not online, who you know they had to go to a physical location, or in corporate or wherever. All of a sudden, you couldn't go into work, or you were getting furloughed, or your you were getting your hours were getting cut. Right, like there was all of this craziness happening. And of course, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, this people need to know how to do what I do. Like I, I'm not being laid off right now. Like I can continue to make the income that I make because I know how to maximize my presence and I know how to create things online. I know how to teach the things that I know, market it and teach it to the people that need it. And in my heart, I was like, I need to teach this to people as many people as possible. So I decided to launch Money Making Machine Workshop. And what happened was, what had happened was, is at some point I got in my feelings and I felt called, I guess you could say, to give it for free to whoever needed it. I was going to actually offer it for for the price that I that I set it to, which I can't remember what it was. I think it was like 497, something crazy for for what we put in this workshop. The workshop is so good. And then and then I said, "You know what? If you're going through a hard time, if you just lost your job, if you just whatever, are feeling the effects of COVID or your family and you need this, I I want you to have this, my gift to you. And that's not the part I regret because I, I truly, I believe that there was a reason why I felt called to do that. Even though deep down my gut was like, you know better than this. And I do know better than this. And it was proven to me exactly what I knew in my heart was going to happen, which was when you give people something for free, when it comes to like an online offer or, or any kind of course or training or anything like that, when you give it to people for free, it is going to be a very small percentage of people that finish said training 
or actually put it into practice. And the reason why is because they don't have the skin in the game. They haven't invested anything in it. They equate the 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 free gift with value. So because they didn't pay anything, there's not a ton of value there. They basically don't know what it is that they're getting handed to them. And long story short, what happened was pretty much what everybody told me would happen, which is not a lot of people or the people who didn't pay for it aren't going to see it through. And that's exactly what I saw. Now, if you are somebody who did accept this gift and you did put it to use, I, you know, clearly I didn't know. Um, and I, I hope not saying that people have to like check in with me at all, not saying that at all. Um, but from what I saw, it just wasn't the same level of participation. Like whenever I would go live in the calls, it just wasn't there, um, except for the people that, that paid for it. So this was totally on me. This is not anybody else's fault. And the only reason why I regret this is not because I didn't make the money. That's not what I regret at all. I think I could have done better by people if I had charged something for it. So they had some sort of investment in it and felt more more of an incentive to participate and put it to work. That's it. So anyway, moving on. Another thing that I know that I did poorly is I did not utilize my amazing, amazing VA enough as much as I should have and could have. So I work with a VA named Emily and several of my my girlfriends who also own businesses work with her as well and they all say the same thing they're like she is a godsend and she actually is and i hired her when did i hire her i hired her it was about a year ago maybe a little over a year ago and she's freaking incredible and i went into this year like i'm going to hand her off so many different things and because of my poor planning, which I've already talked about, it, so many things that I could have handed off to her that would have taken so much off my plate, by the time I finally got around to doing that, it needed to be done. So I just had to do it myself. And I got caught up in so many thoughts of, nobody can do this like I can. Um, I might as well just do it now. You know, I, I did an awful, awful, awful job, like grade F when it came to delegating and using the support system that I have. So that is something that I need and I'm excited to improve upon in 2021. So if you know that you need to be delegating more in your business, please do because that's how you grow. That's how you scale. You cannot grow a business and continue to grow exponentially over time just yourself. I think you, you can get to a certain point, but if you're not careful, that can lead to burnout. And, um, you know, you've got other things going on, as do I. And I just, looking back on the year, I'm like, man, I have this angel in my back pocket who would have helped me do so many different things. But again, because of my poor strategy and in planning ahead, I was not able to use her as much as I should and could have. Another thing that I did poorly was because of the poor planning, because of not using my Emily, I was just in the trenches too much in my business. I had my head down 
too much in my business doing all of the things, not using Emily, not you know, because of my poor planning. I was in the trenches, had my head down, which led to, you know, it was, it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? And there were a couple of months where I had so much going on. I was working on so many different things and I came up for air, it felt like, and I'm looking around, I'm like, I'm not even going in the freaking direction that I want to go. Like, what am I doing? And I'm the type of person where I am very laser focused and I can be, I don't really know how to just, how to describe it, except that if I'm not careful, I will get so focused on something that I'm not even like thinking big picture, I guess. I'm thinking to micro and short term versus long term is probably the better way to do it. So there was a lot of that. A lot of these things obviously you know, are related to one another. The poor planning, the being in the trenches and not using Emily, all all similar and related to each other. And it boils down to I was not the CEO that I aspire to be, right? Like there were, instead of thinking and being the person that thinks long-term and then showing up and being the person who is in front of the camera and who supports the clients and doing the things that lights me up and that I love and then building the team alongside me to do the other things, I was trying to juggle it all. And that is not... That's just not good CEO vibes, okay? Okay, so this next one is a biggie. And I thought about, I almost didn't put this in there because I didn't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I have to mention it because it was such a large part of my year. And it's a mistake that, not a mistake, a series of choices that I want you to listen to and be mindful of as you're growing your business, all right? So in the very beginning of 2020, I hired a coach who is awesome, um, and I'm going to talk more about that in, you know, in the things that I did well. I hired a coach, and he introduced me to a couple of other people who basically were very familiar and versed in the type of business that I was wanting to build, right? They were, you know, they were really good at running ads and they were really good at long-term strategy and building funnels and things like that. And at the time, to my credit, I was like, this, these are the things that I need to delegate. I don't know how to do ads. I used to, but gosh, they've changed so much. And I don't want it. I have no business doing ads. I have no business building funnels. I don't want to do those things. So this would be a great opportunity for me to partner up and hand these things off and work with these guys. Well, we ended up connecting and and deciding to work with each other, but almost as partners. And it was very bizarre because it all kind of took on a life of its own. And instead of it being something like, hey, let's work with each other on this one project and you know this like per project basis it was almost like a business partnership is the best way to put it and there were talks of contracts and there were talks of splits and revenue and and all of these number projections and i got i got a little carried away with it and what i'm frustrated with myself because and let me be very very clear before i move forward with this story this is one hundred thousand percent 
my fault. These guys that I'm talking about are amazing dudes, so brilliant, so talented, hardworking, like did so right by me. Love these guys, truly. But I was not, I knew deep down that I didn't want to do the things that was being proposed to me. I, I wasn't trusting my gut. I knew deep down, like, this isn't really what I wanted to do. I'm not trying to partner up here. I'm doing my own thing. In a way, like, I knew. I knew from the very beginning, like, I don't think this is what I'm looking for. But instead of speaking up and saying that, I totally let myself get carried away and um, kind of seduced by these by these pr- number projections based, you know, because they're like, hey, if we do this and we do this number of ads and we do this, you know, we're going to have this level of launch and this level of revenue and yada, yada, yada. And that's what I was wanting to do. So I was like, you know what, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go with that. And I totally bypassed what my whole soul and body was trying to tell me, which was, no, this isn't what you're wanting to do. So this was 100% my fault and nothing went wrong here. They they did totally right by me. But I think if I had spoken up sooner, I would have saved all of us a lot of time and I would have been able to stay more focused on the things that I actually wanted to focus on in my business. But I didn't do that. I did not trust my gut. And we started working together. And we started working on this big project, which was basically like this full-blown launch of one of my programs and creating this massive funnel and um, doing these live webinars. And in order to do all of this, there was a lot of work that needed to be put in, all of which, okay, not all of which, most of which relied on me because it was my copy, it was my video, it was my audiences, it was my, like everything it I needed to do most of the work. Now, again, the ads, did none of the ads, wouldn't have been able to do that a lot of the overall strategy didn't know how to do that. So like putting things into place was them and they did an excellent job. But a lot of the the labor, (laughs) again, writing copy, creating video after video, getting pictures together, taking pictures, creating the groups, creating mini offers and all these little things. And then of course, executing on these things that all relied on me. And it's just not something that I realized or could or I could have foreseen going into this partnership. So I think we started working together right in right whenever COVID happened. So around March. And we basically worked together I think through September almost I think we we basically stopped working together in September for so for several months. This was my primary focus in my business thinking that I was going to see this massive return, this return that was projected to me. And the black and white facts of it was, did not get that return. Not even close, not even close to close, not even a fraction. Now, 
some good things that came of this was I did see bigger launches with a few other things that I ended up launching, which was good and, you know, grew my audience and running ads was really great, which we're going to talk more about in just a second. But it ended up being this massive, massive, massive project for me that I was not planning on doing this year that took a ton of my attention and a ton of my energy. And that is for sure why I only made 3K in August because by the time August came around, I was exhausted. I was done. I was tired of writing copy. I didn't want to launch anything. I was just like basically asleep at the wheel, like I said. So the whole reason why I share that, again, is it had nothing to do with them. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They did exactly what they told me they were going to do. But, you know, you can, revenue projections are revenue projections. It just didn't work out the way that we all thought it would, which is business. That's how it goes. But the reason why I'm sharing that is because I should have trusted my gut and, again, stepped into that role of CEO and owner of my business and, and said, hey, this isn't exactly the direction that I'm wanting to go or this doesn't feel right or I'm I'm feeling a little tired or this you know clearly you can you know if you're going to hit a revenue projection or not we were nowhere close at any point in time so it was on me to speak up at that point and I just didn't I just didn't and that it was pansy af of me and it's a little embarrassing to share that but that's on me. Um, so huge lesson there. Massive, massive, massive lesson is always trust your gut because you know, you know deep down if you need to do something or if you don't need to do something or if maybe something needs to be fixed. And remember that you are in control of your business. It's on you. And and yeah, so there's really no other way to say that. But that was that was a big part of my year that I could have handled differently. And I take full responsibility for that. Another thing that I did poorly this year was I did not take advantage of enough affiliate relationships or podcast sponsors. I really wanted to take on a podcast sponsor this year, one or two, just because why would I not? It makes sense to. And not that I'm trying to run a ton of ads on this podcast, so don't get freaked out by that. But this is something that I do weekly. And as of right now, it is not monetized at all. I pay for it, right? So it's just kind of poor business. And I, I've been reached out to by several businesses that are open to podcast sponsorships and or at the very least, I could share some affiliate links on here that could start monetizing. And out of pure laziness and again, pure plan, poor planning and just my head down in the trenches, focus on too many other things, I did not get to that. Um, I did mention it to one, I was working with another VA too this year, and I did mention it to one of the VAs, and it just didn't get followed through. And again, that is totally my fault. So I, that is something that I did poorly. That will change next year. And that's the last thing that I have on that list. But all of that, all of that can be summed up with Poor planning, rushed execution, straight up. And what's cool is, is even though all of those things I know I could have improved on, and I'm sure there are many more that I just simply have blocked out of my mind, but 
look at the revenue I created, right? Like we, we did great. So this is why I can say all of this with a smile on my face because although there is so much room for improvement, it's not even funny. I'm excited to actually learn from these things that I did poorly and come back better and stronger, not only for my business, but for you all too, right? Like I could have helped you all so much more just by being a bit more strategic and working a little bit harder on that end of my business. And and again, more better planning. <laughs> I could have done so much more for you and I, I'm gonna I'm excited to learn from these mistakes and then come back and be able to serve you that much more in the coming new year and years to come. All right. So those are the things that I sucked at. <laughs> now let's end this on a positive note and let me share with you the things that worked really well this year. These are the things that you're going to want to really, really, well, you don't want to listen to all of them because I don't want you to do the things that I did poorly, but I definitely want you to listen to the things that did well too. So you can take some of these tips and tricks also. So the first thing that I want to recognize that I did well in 2020 was although COVID threw me off and threw all of us off, obviously, I do feel like I was very flexible and I responded pretty well and positively with the whole COVID situation. Now, Obviously, I have an online business. Obviously, I'm not worried about losing my job. And my services have been needed more now than ever. So I was sitting pretty with COVID. But something that I have not shared before that I feel comfortable sharing now is Chris, my husband, was not sitting pretty. He um, he didn't get furloughed. What is it where basically he got he got a pretty significant pay cut and he had just gotten this job right right before COVID. He had just stepped into this new role with this new company. And so whenever COVID came about, we were really nervous because he was so brand new. We didn't think that they were going to keep him like that was a serious possibility that he was. At, at least going to get furloughed, at most going to get cut and, and fire and let go. But what, and so that was really, really stressful. Um, and something that, again, I just didn't feel comfortable sharing because we didn't know what was going to happen. And it just felt a little too, too raw at the, at the time and stressful. But what ended up happening was he got a pretty significant pay cut. And by the way, this is literally as we were moving into our new house, which was really scary. <laughs> um, but it all worked out great. Um, so for anybody who's sitting there like, well, yeah, it's easy for you to be flexible during COVID because you have an online business. True. But also we, we were going, we were feeling the effects as well. And it, you know, I'm so thankful how it all worked out. And we are definitely one of the ones who, who got really lucky through this and came out relatively unscathed. So I, I have so much appreciation for that. But um, it was it was scary there for a minute. Anyway, the whole reason why I shared that is because I was able I was pretty flexible with COVID um, and 
I went from this very, very strategic plan to, okay, what do you all actually need? What do my people need for me right now? Screw the plan, throw the blueprint away. What can I put out there that's really going to serve you all? And that's where the Money Making Machine workshop came out. That's where my hashtag like a boss 2.0 came out where I share, you know, I, I put together those hundred plus hashtag lists. That's where the Game Changer Intensive, the first and the second round of that came out, right? I put together, oh, and that's where, um, Edutainment Queen, the Instagram Reel and TikTok training came about, right? So I became very fluid in what I wanted to put out there because I wanted to serve you the best way that I could and put out the things, not what was going to necessarily make the most sense for my business and my revenue, but what you all actually needed, which I feel like is probably the best for revenue anyway. You know, obviously putting out offers that people need. Groundbreaking. <laughs> but Anyway, that was the first thing that I, I think I did pretty well in 2020. The second thing, I did invest significantly in my business with more coaching and then playing around with some Facebook and Instagram ads. I think we did some TikTok too. I think we played around with that, not too much. So that was cool. I hired, let's see, I only hired one coach this year, I believe. I worked with Wes Knight who's a rock star. And since then, I've been too freaking busy to even think about hiring a coach. So I think in 2021, I'll be ready. Plus, we couldn't do any in-person retreats or anything this year. It was just crazy. But I think in 2021, I'll be ready for my next level coach. But um, investing in Wes, investing in that team that I referred to earlier, um, that was an investment that that worked out really well and, and served me in terms of not only lessons, life and business lessons, but I learned a ton in terms of funnel creation and content and writing ads and those kind of things, which I know is going to serve me more as I move forward. Ads worked out pretty well. So if you don't know anything about running ads, and I do get a lot of questions about these, First of all, you don't want to run ads just to run them. You want to run ads when you have some sort of offer and, um, you know, like a funneled situation that you can put people in that's going to warm them up and get them to buy a smaller offer from you and then warm them up to a larger offer and get them in your audience, get them on your email list, right? You want to have all of these things together before, I think, before you start running ads so that you get that ROI. That's, that's my personal opinion. I'm sure people would argue with that, but that's just what I think. And so that's what we did. We, we delved into, into some ads over the summer. I'm actually still running them. And it takes a minute to get ads right. You have to test out several different variations, several different budgets, several different audiences. I mean, it is... You for sure at this point with how robust Facebook ads are nowadays, I would definitely say you want to hire a team or a person who knows what they're doing, who this is their job. They don't just play around with Facebook ads. 
they didn't used to do it in the past and now they can kind of play around. No, if you're going to invest any money seriously for your business into ads, I do encourage you to hire a business or somebody who does this as a living because they are robust AF. They are confusing AF. And with that comes a ton of potential for growth for your business, but also the same amount of potential for mistakes and, and losing money. So luckily I was working with a guy who really knows his stuff when it comes to ads. He did an amazing, amazing job. I ended up spending, I looked right before I recorded this, I ended up spending close to $30,000 this year's this year just on ads alone, which is crazy. Like for some people you might think that's nothing, but for us, I mean, for me, I was like, dang, that's I was proud of that. And here's here's the funny part. So we spent 38,000, we made. I'm sorry, we spent 28, we made 38. So over the course of running ads, we've only profited 10k in sales, which hey, 10k that that's significant. Um, but I was kind of I thought it would be more than that, so I was kind of bummed to see that, but I will say this the ads that are running right now are converting really well. So once you figure out your flow and you know the right audience and the right copy and the right mixture of the elements that you need to run an ad, then you can kind of like keep them on simmer basically and keep them running. And that's what we're doing right now. I'm spending not much. It's a few bucks a day. I don't know the exact number, but it is low. And we're making on average a sale a day of $97. And sometimes we make upwards of three sales a day. So right now those ads are converting like crazy. And I don't know how long they're going to run for. I think they just run indefinitely. So I share all of that. Sorry for the, the ad tangent, but um, I share all that just to say I'm, I'm really thankful that I got to play with some ads this year and it's totally something that I'm bringing into next year and I'm going to be a bit more strategic with as well with a few different offers. Also, the ads have been fantastic for growing my audience. They, uh, especially when they were running more on Instagram, I think they're running more so on Facebook right now. But on Instagram, I was seeing a, a pretty big bump in followers because of my ads alone. And this was before Reels came about. So now I have steady audience growth because of Reels. But ads were helping a lot too, which is really neat. And whenever you find that right audience, you get really clear on those ideal clients and the people that need what it is that you share via your social media and your offer. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. That's exactly what we want. And getting more of those women or people in your audience is how you scale a business. So I am super happy with that. And by the way, if you're wondering, okay, her ads are converting so well right now, but she's only made 10K after spending 30. It's because when we were first running them, they were not converting that well. So we were spending obviously quite a bit of money. <laughs> and and they just weren't converting as well, but we finally found that sweet spot. Anyway, moving on. Another thing that I did well in 2020 that worked well for my business really well, especially in terms of revenue, was embracing new trends and tools, a la Reels and TikTok. 
This saved my year. TikTok and Reels absolutely saved my year because remember, August was that that lowest month for me. And then it was end of August or maybe beginning of September around there where Reels came out. And I, I finally, you know, I jumped on that bandwagon. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know how I feel about Reels. But long story short, I'm obsessed with them. They have been so amazing for my business. And they've been so amazing for, for all of my clients' businesses as well, the ones that have actually embraced them. So that is something that I'm really proud of myself because instead of sitting on the sidelines and saying, no, these things have been working for me. I don't know about TikTok. I don't know about Reels yet. I don't want to learn a new tool. I totally jumped on board and said YOLO about it all, had some fun, and the ROI has been absolutely incredible. So I'm thankful for that. Another thing that I did well in 2020 was I got really good at saying no to clients that I was not aligned with, which in the past, when I would hear people talk about that, I would almost like roll my eyes. Like, why would you turn away money? If somebody wants to work with you, why would you? Like, I was in such a different mindset and I was definitely operating from from more of a lack mindset, thinking, if I let this one go, when's the next one going to come along, right? Thinking that there weren't enough clients out there, or, or I was lucky for this person to come to me. And that's, that's how it goes. Like in the beginning of business, when you need, when your bills need every single person that walks through that door, that like, that's normal to operate from that place in the beginning. And not saying that you have to, like you totally can bypass that and, and come into a brand new business with, with an abundance mindset and say, no, like this person isn't a good fit. And I know that there are plenty other dream clients out there. You can do that from the very beginning, but my experience was not like that. I didn't have the mindset that I have now. And what that looked like was in the beginning of my business and last year, I would last year, meaning 2019, I took as many clients as I could, whoever came through the door. And there were many, many, I won't say many, there were a handful of instances where women would reach out to me and they would inquire about something that I was offering and we would get to talking and my gut, again, my gut was screaming, no, (laughs) hell to the no, (laughs) tell her bye, don't respond. And, but I would not listen to that and I would end up taking them on and would end up regretting it because they were just like an energetic suck, like an energetic vampire, or they they truly weren't aligned with me and in my offer and they weren't a good fit. So they ended up not loving the thing or they just didn't, me and this person simply just didn't vibe as humans, right? There were several different reasons. But again, I just... I was in this place where I felt like every person that came into my DMs, I had to get the sale. I had to, I had to, I had to. And and it ended up being such an energy drain in so many situations. And there were, I cannot tell you how many times I thought to myself, I... I I want to just refund this person. I would much rather, you know, a month into working with them, I would much rather just refund this person because yikes. And 
it's not because they're a bad person. We just, we just, for whatever reason, we were not a good match to work together. And in many cases, I knew this up front, but that lack mindset got the best of me. Well, this year, I was better able to trust my gut and see those red flags early on and simply say, hey, I don't think you're a good fit for this. That's it. Like, hey, you're you're awesome. I love what you're doing, but I don't think this offer is right for you. Um, you know, and I led them on to somebody else. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I would not do that. But but I got really good at very politely saying, I don't think you're a good fit. Um, I'm happy to answer any other questions that you have, but no, thank you. You know, you're, you're probably going to be best, best suited for somebody else's offer. And guess what? They were happy that I said that they were cool with it. And, and right after that, somebody else came along that was a perfect fit. So I've learned now to, to be better about trusting my gut in some things and, and seeing that when you make space for the right people in your business, they will come along, but you have to make that space and you have to have the mindset that they are out there and they will come, but you've got to make that space for them. So I did better at that, um, which I fully believe helped to, to a large part of my bump in revenue this year, which I am thankful for. And then finally, what we're going to end with is the last thing that worked really, really well for my business, which I kind of already alluded to, but it's definitely worth going a bit more into. I gave the people what they wanted. I got really good at not launching and creating the things and promoting the things that I wanted to promote just because it was fun or maybe the the revenue potential was this certain level that was exciting to me, but maybe didn't make sense for the time. No, instead, I got really good at tapping into you all and having conversations with you and really listening to my clients, the ones I was working with and listening to the questions that they were asking and then turning around and creating offers that gave the people what they wanted. And a perfect example of this is again, hashtag like a boss 2.0, where I made the hundred plus hashtag lists. I knew like, yeah, I made hashtag like a boss. And I knew that 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 would teach you how to go and create your own hashtag lists and how to use them properly, all things that are super important. But I also knew thanks to all of your feedback that you, the last thing you wanted to do is create hashtag lists. And I don't blame you because after making so many myself, I could go the rest of my life without looking at a hashtag list and I would be happy. But that's just unfortunate for the business I'm in. So that's an example. Another example is the Game Changer Intensive. I had worked with so many of you one-on-one and had listened to, you know, and just really soaked in the feedback and, and the flow of how we worked together. And I improved it as much as I could. And I, at the end of the year, I put out the Game Changer Intensive 2.0, basically. Um, and then the Game Changer Mastermind. And both are way more supportive. Like the, I basically say it's the most support I can offer a client without physically going to where you live and doing this for you, which 
as you might have heard me talk about before, that's something on my radar that I'm thinking about offering in 2021. And I'm still still brainstorming that offer, like a, an in-person situation. But short of doing it in person, I came up with the most hands-on support one-on-one that I possibly could, the Game Changer Intensive, and you all are loving it, and it is working so beautifully, and I'm, I'm just really proud of, of that offer and a few other things that I put out there, too. And, you know, Edutainment Queen, the TikTok and the Reels training is another example, that, that was something brand new. Obviously, something that I didn't know was coming out, but it came out. I was one of the first to kind of jump on that bandwagon and figure them out. And I knew a lot of you were getting confused. So I said, hey, here's a training on how to use these things. And that was really cool. So those are the things that I'm, I'm proud of myself for handling in the way that I did and kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying new things again could have been a lot more strategic and could have planned better, but here we are. There's nothing we can do at this point. Um, And yeah, that's that. So I'm going to leave you with my intentions for next year, just in case these might inspire you. And if so, feel free to take these on for your own business as well. I think you know what my first intention is for next year to be strategic AF, be better at planning, think more ahead, think bigger picture, and then execute not only with myself, but my second intention for the year, dream team vibes. So I already have somebody who I am low-key onboarding right now, which I'm really excited about. haven't announced it yet because we have a lot to figure out, but I'm not stopping with just one. I want to expand my team to two to five women by the end of the year. <laughs> At two to five, like what? I don't know. What We got to figure it out. But that that's my intention for this year as well. I would love to invest more into my business. I want to do more with my brand. I want to do like a whole rebrand this year, which... Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to do earlier in the year than later. And then um, I want to put more investment into the offers that I put out for you all so that they're even more supportive and hands-on and exciting for you. And then last but not least, I want to lean more into this podcast. I've been so grateful for the listenership that I've received over the year, um, over the almost two years that I've done this podcast now. It's just been, it's been so fun. It always, the amount of people that share this podcast with their people and that reach out to me and thank me for the things that I've shared in these episodes, it is so rewarding. And I just, I'm so grateful that I took a chance on this podcast and that I'm still doing it, that I should have added that to the list. The fact that I'm still consistent with this podcast because it's totally been a huge boost and, um, I don't know, just a huge part of this business that's helped me and has helped a lot of you. And I want to lean more into that. I want to put more time into my episodes. I want to get more guests on my podcast. Um, good guests, not just anybody who will get on here, but people that, that you all want to hear from as well. And just so many different things. So anyway, those are my intentions for next year. I feel like I've been talking for for freaking ever. If you are still with me, I love you. But 
yeah, I just, I wanted to put this out and just, again, peel back the curtain on, hey, this is what it really looks like. This is, I started this business in 2018. My revenue in 2018 was a joke. It was basically in the negative. 2019, I hit right under 200K. 2020, I hit right under 300K. Those are, that's a significant jump. I think anyway. Um, and, and I'm proud of that. And by the way, you can do this too. You can absolutely do this too. And I would love to create more offers on how to create coaching offers and um, how to help more women not only show up online, which is what I've been doing, but but how to create their own coaching and business offers. I would love to help more women do that because I've I figured out a thing or two around this and I've gotten good at it, especially when it comes to launching. So expect that in 2021 as well. But anyway, I just want to peel back the curtain and show you what this really looks like, that it is not all sunshine and daisies if you thought so, which I don't think anybody does because you all own businesses too. And I don't know. I've got nothing else to say. But if you're still here, I love you. I hope no matter how your 2020 started or ended, I hope you know that New Year's, new beginnings, it's cliche as heck, but it's true. Shake off the drama or the, you know anything bad that happened and just be ready to kill it in 2021 because you can. If you want to do it, you absolutely can. If you had an amazing year, I'm so glad and so happy for you. And I'm just really excited for all of us to collectively go into a new year and make the impact and the income that we absolutely are worthy of and that we are capable of creating. So... Anyway, if this was helpful for you, please let me know. You can always DM me, slide into my DMs in Instagram. You can share it to your stories or you can leave a review. And I guess I will see you. Oh my gosh. I will see you next year. Love you. Bye. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.